Hello, I am Dennis Bockenstead, the Finance Director for the City of Iowa City. Uh, today I'm here to discuss the City's Local Option Sales Tax Referendum scheduled for November 4th and uh, talk about the committee that was put together by the City Council and, and the process that it went through to make this determination. The City began talking about the Local Option Sales Tax uh, shortly after the adoption of the Fiscal Year 2015 City Budget, which was, was approximately a March of 2014. Uh, at that time, uh, the City Council elected uh, to assemble a committee. Uh, those committee members included uh, Mayor Pro Tem Susan Mims, uh, City Manager Tom Marcus, uh, City Attorney Eleanor Dilks, uh, City Clerk Marion Carr, and myself. And uh, that committee was assembled to review the local option sales tax issue. Uh, and that the committee's purpose was really three separate directives. Uh, the first was to evaluate the overall feasibility of a local option sales tax, including uh, to identify the essential factors, uh, regional and legal considerations in adopting a local option sales tax. Uh, the second directive was to make recommendations on how a local option sales tax should be used. Uh, in making this uh, recommendation, the committee should consider the city's use of uh, current existing resources as well as uh, the potential financial, economic, and operational risks uh, that existed. Um, the third directive was for the committee to make recommendations on the sales tax ballot language and the timing of a potential public referendum. Uh, the committee, uh, through uh, a lot of research and, uh, and looking through the law and uh, the sales budget and other uh, documents and uh, factors identified uh, three factors that it felt were essential. Uh, the first was the uh, city's strategic plan. Uh, the second factor that it felt was essential to whether or not to uh, pursue a local option sales tax was the property tax reform legislation of 2013. And the third essential factor were the state, uh, regional, and local uh, considerations and comparisons. Um, for the City Council's strategic plan, uh, it is reviewed and updated uh, every other year by the City Council. Uh, the strategic plan is essentially the, the backbone of the budget process, uh, how the City uses funds, and its long-term planning uh, document. Uh, the City Council's strategic plan states uh, that it is to foster a more inclusive and sustainable Iowa City through its commitment to healthy neighborhoods, a strong urban core, strategic economic development activities, a solid financial foundation, and enhanced communication and marketing. Uh, the, the committee felt that the city's ability to uh, pursue and implement its strategic plan was uh, of high importance. Um, the second essential factor identified by the committee was the property tax reform legislation of 2013. Um, this legislation uh, made some major changes to the taxability of property in the state of Iowa. And fiscal year 2015, which is the fiscal year that the city is currently operating in, was the first year that this bill began to take effect. The true impact of this legislation will materialize over the next 10 years as the bill's provisions are phased in. Um, the estimated impact of the financial impact that uh, to Iowa City's budget is that we anticipated or estimated a reduced property tax revenue 
of approximately $37 million over the next 10 years and an additional reduction of $14.7 million of property tax revenue that uh, will be replaced uh, through state funding. Um, the state's history, however, of meeting its backfill commitments uh, has not been great, including uh, its discontinuance of funding for personal property tax replacement and for machinery and equipment property tax replacement. Um, there was four major components to the uh, reform legislation. Uh, one was uh, the change in the limitation of residential property assessment. The second was the uh, addition or increase to the rollback of commercial and industrial property. Uh, the third was the creation of a multi-residential property classification. And the fourth was an exemption to certain telecommunication property that was added. Uh, the first of those provisions was the change in the uh, growth of the uh, residential property, which is measured statewide cumulatively, uh, which reduced its growth limitation from 4% annually to 3% annually. Uh, the effect that this will have is that the taxable percentage of resi residential property will grow slower. So we would expect property tax revenues to grow slower to the city. Uh, the second provision is the uh, addition of a rollback to commercial industrial property, which will uh, reduce its taxability from 100% to 95% in fiscal year 15, and then to 90% uh, thereafter. So the impact of this provision is that it lowers the taxable uh, value uh, for commercial and industrial properties. Uh, however, the revenue to the cities and the other jurisdictions as expected to be backfilled uh, through state funding. Uh, the third provision is that the uh, law established a new multi-residential class of property uh, for apartments, assisted living facilities, mobile home parks, et cetera, which uh, changes the classification of those properties from commercial to a multi-residential classification, which be taxed as the same rates as residential. Uh, this is expected to take effect in fiscal year 2017 and will be phased in over eight years. And this loss of revenue uh, will not be backfilled uh, by the state. Uh, the fourth provision is to create exemption uh, for certain types of telecommunication property. Um, it is difficult to measure the impact of this provision. Um, and so it's, it's somewhat unknown what the impact will be at this time. However, it will reduce property taxes for certain telecommunication properties. Uh, to summarize, the property tax reform uh, legislation is that it slows the taxable growth of residential property. It lowers taxable values of commercial and industrial property. It treats commercial multi-residential property as residential and exempts portions of telecom property uh, from property taxes. Uh, the overall impact is that uh, the city would expect a reduction of about $51.7 million in property taxes over the next 10 years with a maximum backfill from the state of about 14.7 out of that 51.7. Um, the current uh, strategies we're looking at to dealing with the state reform legislation, uh, one is to diversify the city's revenues. That would reduce the city's overall reliance on property tax. Uh, the second is to create contingency and emergency funding that would provide flexibility to react to uh, financial uncertainties. 
Um, and the third is to uh, continue to look at ways to control the city's spending and to create operating efficiencies. Um, the hope that this would reduce the overall growth of the city's expenditures that would coincide with the expected slower growth of property tax revenue. Uh, the third essential factor that was identified by the uh, committee were state, regional, and local considerations. Uh, from a statewide perspective, uh, Iowa City and Des Moines are the only two major metro areas in the state that do not have a local option sales tax. Uh, Des Moines, uh, however, faces a few more uh, difficulties than, than Iowa City and Johnson County due to it, it stretches across multiple counties and has more contiguous uh, jurisdictions. Overall, 91% of Iowa jurisdictions have a local option sales tax. Uh, one example of uh, a jurisdiction is the city of Ames, who they collected $7.1 million of sales tax revenue in fiscal year 2014. 60% uh, of that goes towards property tax relief, which reduced their levy by $1.84 per $1,000 of value, uh, which was about $4.3 million of, of sales tax. And then uh, the remaining $2.8 million of sales tax went towards community betterment programs, including uh, human service agency funding. Um, if you look at the property tax rates across the state of Iowa, uh, Iowa City has uh, one of the highest property tax rates and uh, is the fourth highest amongst its uh, similar sized jurisdictions. Um, you can see that uh, our property tax rate was $16.81 per thousand uh, versus uh, our neighboring jurisdictions of Corville's $13.53 per thousand, uh, North Liberty has $11.03 per thousand dollars of value, and Tiffin at $10.62. And you can uh, look at these property tax rates. You can see those that do have a local option sales tax, such as Ames and Dubuque, have significantly lower property tax rates than the city of Iowa City. Um, other revenue considerations, uh, other than the sales tax and other than property tax that, that help uh, cities be able to, to fund their operating budgets, uh, one of those uh, alternative revenues is the hotel motel tax. And you can see that um, from this summary that uh, Des Moines, uh, the other jurisdiction without a local option sales tax is the highest recipient of hotel motel uh, taxes and that Iowa City, um, we are at the bottom of this list of the top 10 uh, size cities in the state. Um, also available to municipalities is the utility franchise tax. Um, cities can implement up to a 5% sales or franchise tax on electric and gas utility bills. Um, here you can see that Des Moines um, has a 5% utility franchise rate which is the highest in the state. Um, and next to them is Dubuque and Waterloo. And, if, and Iowa City here, we have a 1% uh, tax, which we collect about uh, $900,000 in revenue uh, annually. Uh, for local option sales taxes, uh, this lists some of the larger metropolitan areas that have a local option sales tax. Uh, Cedar Rapids uh, recently renewed their 1% local option sales tax. Uh, it's now going 100% uh, towards uh, street improvements. Um, and this lists the, those jurisdictions, the amount of dollars they're collecting, 
Um, you can see that we are on this list. We had a 1% sales tax that we collected for approximately four years, and we collected about $9 million a year on that uh, sales tax, and which 100% went to flood improvement projects uh, towards the expansion of the South Wastewater Treatment Plant, um, which you know the North Treatment Plant will be closed and converted into a, a park in the near downtown area. And then the remaining sales tax will go towards the reconstruction of Dubuque Street uh, through the middle of town. Um, other revenues that, that cities rely upon are utility rates. And you can see that uh, Iowa City has one of the highest overall utility bills in the state. Um, so you know our other alternative revenues are somewhat limited. Um, but we have the uh, the highest property tax, or one of the highest property tax, and one of the highest utility bills in the state. Uh, other significant revenue sources uh, that municipalities have across the state include uh, gambling casino revenues, which uh, like Sioux City, Davenport, Council Bluffs, uh, Waterloo, and Dubuque all have. And then uh, Ames is somewhat unique that they also have uh, an electric utility revenue. Um, that was from a state by, statewide perspective. From a county perspective, um, the committee looked at uh, what, uh, how feasible it would be from a county perspective. Uh, in order to bring the local option sales tax to a referendum, it requires more than 50% of uh, jurisdictions with over 50% of the population to, to call for that vote. In Johnson County, from the 2010 census, uh, Iowa City has 52% of the population and so can call for the vote on a local option to sales tax uh, on, its, uh, on its own. However, uh, even though Iowa City can call for the vote, uh, the five contiguous cities in the jurisdiction vote as a block and a majority vote from the voters on a combined basis across those contiguous jurisdictions uh, must vote in a majority. Uh, the five contiguous jurisdictions in Johnson County would be uh, Tiffin, North Liberty, Corville, Iowa City, and Univers University Heights. Uh, the remaining jurisdictions in the county and the other uh, cities that are not contiguous vote independently uh, on whether or not they would have a local option sales tax. This process, uh, by having the contiguous jurisdictions vote as one block, recognizes the negative consequences of having differing sales tax rates uh, in con at adjacent jurisdictions. Uh, from the dist uh, distribution of revenue, uh, the sales tax that is collected across the county is, is put into one pool. Uh, from that pool, that, the revenue is then um, parceled out and distributed to each of the uh, jurisdictions that uh, approves the local option sales tax. Um, and the formula for that distribution is based on 75% uh, of the jurisdiction's population and 25% uh, from the property tax collect taxes that were collected in that jurisdiction in 1983 through 1985. Um, this formula recognizes the regional aspect of a local option sales tax and the negative consequences of adjacent communities um, that would not, that if they did not pass them simultaneously. Uh, some of the examples of the distribution formula uh, include, um, here's a look at 
if all the Johnson County jurisdictions were to approve the local option sales tax. Uh, we estimate the pool would be approximately $20 million. From that, Iowa City would collect about slightly under $10 million. Um, we would expect the county uh, to collect about 4.7 and the city of Corville to collect about 2.5. Uh, another example would be, say, if only the contiguous jurisdictions adopted the sales tax, uh, that we would see the pool shrink to about $19.3 million, of which we would expect Iowa City to collect about 13.5, uh, Corville about 3.3, and North Liberty just slightly under $2 million. So uh, the committee's conclusions from reviewing all of the data is that the local option sales tax uh, should be pursued and is the best revenue alternative uh, to the property tax. Uh, the city council uh, should approve this local option sales tax for the following uses. 50% uh, for street and trail improvements, 40% uh, for property tax relief, and 10% for affordable housing opportunities. For street and trail improvements, or 50%, um, the committee felt that this use was consistent with the city's strategic plan priorities, including a strong urban core and uh, its healthy neighborhoods. Um, an estimate of the revenue generated for this purpose would be about four and a half to six million dollars, uh, which would be used for street maintenance, uh, annual overlay programs, and street reconstruction. Uh, the city con conducted a citizen survey. Uh, in the fall of 2013, or the summer of 2013. Uh, through that survey, about 37% of the respondents said that the streets' conditions were in, in good or excellent condition, which was much below the national average uh, for the ICMA survey uh, for other communities. Uh, in addition, the streets have suffered a deferred maintenance due to uh, the struggling road use tax fund, um, a lot of the, the gasoline taxes have, have stagnated over the years um, due to the improvement in uh, fuel consumption and for other reasons. So the, the amount of dollars available through road uses has, has not kept up with the level of maintenance required. The city's current annual street overlay program is about $642,000 and its annual trail program is about $50,000. So currently the city is allocating about $700,000 per year for street improvements and annual trail program versus we would expect to generate uh, about four and a half to $6 million from the local option sales tax for those same purposes. So it would be a significant impact. In addition, um, these funds would be available for use for the uh, city's ADA curb and ramp replacement program, which also benefits elderly and handicapped individuals as well as bicycles and similar forms of transportation. Uh, for property tax relief, uh, 40%, uh, the committee felt this was consistent with the city's strategic plan priorities of a solid financial foundation and strategic economic development activities. Um, the annual generate, uh, revenue generated for this purpose would be about 3.6 to $4.8 million, which would potentially lower the city's property tax rate by $1.15 to $1.53 per thousand dollars of taxable value. This could also potentially diminish the need for future property tax rate increases. Um, and just to give an example of that, um, if the property tax revenues uh, would remain flat 
over the next 10 years, uh, partly due to the provisions from the uh, state property tax reform. And uh, we would expect our other revenues, such as service charges, um, franchise fees, et cetera, to, to grow slightly. Um, with the overall chart representing the city's uh, general fund expenditures, we would anticipate a revenue shortfall that would develop, uh, which would either require a, a reduction in expenditures or an increase in other revenue sources. The way that we would expect the local option sales tax to fit into that would be that with that same uh, flat line in property tax revenue and slight growth in other revenues, um, that the growth in the sales tax revenue would generate an ability to meet the overall growth of the city's expenditures. Um, the committee's final recommendation is to use the, the remaining 10% of the sales tax towards affordable housing opportunities. The committee felt that this was consistent with the strategic plan's inclusive values and healthy neighborhoods priority. Uh, the annual revenue would be roughly 900,000 to $1.2 million for affordable housing. Um, as part of the uh, provision for sales tax, 75% of these funds uh, would be used for, uh, for housing, uh, for households with income at or below the 80% of median income. Um, this is not to be confused with the federal programs uh, which are funded through federal resources. Um, in the ICMA resident survey, uh, the nationwide survey, only 36% of the respondents rated the, the city's availability of affordable housing uh, as good or excellent, which was also below the national benchmark. These funds could be used uh, to be dispersed to housing agencies uh, used for affordable housing projects um, or be used uh, by the Iowa City Housing Authority. Um, felt that this, these funds could also be used to leverage other grants and um, other funds that would be available. Um, other issues that the committee considered uh, was the sunset clause. When the sales tax would expire, uh, it's recommended a 10-year expiration. Uh, this gives the voters a chance to renew the sales tax, depending on whether or not they they figure it's favorable or working the way that they expect it to. Um, uh, the committee also felt that the general public would be comfortable, uh, more comfortable adopting a local option sales tax if it had an expiration date. For the timing, the committee uh, recommended the, the general election on November 4th, uh, which is when the election has been set. Uh, the committee felt that this would create better a better voter turnout and participation than a special election. Uh, the election was already scheduled, which would create less expense to the taxpayers. And that concludes uh, my discussion of the city's local option sales tax referendum set for November 4th. Uh, you can visit the city's website at www.icgov.org slash LOST to find more information about the sales tax referendum. You're watching City Channel 4 on TV, online, on demand, on Facebook, and now on the go on your mobile device.